The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the final day of Email Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been doing a deep dive into the most important tool in a marketer's toolkit, email. Each day this week, we've published an episode that discusses what you need to know to optimize, scale, and de-risk your email marketing strategies. Joining us for Email Marketing Week is Tracy Sistilli, who is the head of marketing at SparkPost, which is a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. SparkPost is the world's number one email sender and delivers over 37% of the world's B2C emails. Their unmatched data footprint, real-time alerts, and spam trap monitoring help their clients find and fix problems with their email outreach before they become an issue. So far this week, we've covered a lot of ground. We've talked about the landscape of email as a marketing channel, how to optimize your email content, best practices for deliverability, and how Tracy uses email as a marketing channel to market the world's biggest email sender. And today we're going to discuss the future of email as a communication channel and what it means for marketers. Here's the last installment of Email Week with Tracy Sistilli from SparkPost. Tracy, welcome back to Email Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. It's our last day. I'm sad, but I'm happy that we're getting to the finish line. (laughs) I'm excited to talk to you today about something that nobody really knows the answer to, or nobody knows how it will unfold. What is the future of email? Let me just set the stage for this conversation of Email is probably one of the oldest forms of digital communication. And over the last, I don't know, five to 10 years, we've seen the rise of messengers. We've seen social media. You can send tweets. You can send direct messages. There's SMS. There's a million different ways to communicate these days. And yet email is still being sent more and more and more. TechCrunch said email is supposed to be dead like 10 years ago. I say that all the time. And I think we read a new study or new journal always comes out and says email is dying every year. I feel like we read that. But it's been the longest reading channel for how many years? Absolutely. I mean, it's been the oldest, so it had a first mover advantage. But there are a bunch of different forms of communication. Let's just start off with why is email so sticky? And why, as these other forms of communication that I mentioned becoming more prevalent, why is email not decreasing? I think as technology advances, email is becoming highly more personalized for people. We're using AI these days to help marketers plan their campaigns. 
make things more automated. I think that it is also used as a unique identifier to engage with many brands. So you sign up, you usually have to sign up for a product or service with your email address. You can also sign up sometimes with a social media interface. But it's still the preferred method because you can control what you receive a lot of the time. Like you said the other day, if you're not happy with a brand, you can unsubscribe or market as spam or whatever. It gives the end user a lot more control. And I don't see it dying anytime in the near future. I think of email a little bit like I think of baseball. It's been around long enough that it's essentially passed down from generation to generation. And obviously, it's a metaphor and it's probably a bad one. But I think that email is the central location for communication for people that are not digitally native. So that form of communication is very sticky because it's universal, because the people that were using technology when it was rising said, okay, this is the form of communication that we're going to adopt. And now it forces younger generations to be at least able to understand and to use it. It's also something that is broadly spread across person to person, person to multiple people, brands to people, brands to multiple people. There's multi-different ways to use email and different mediums. So that to me is the reason why it is a sticky platform. And it's also a way that you can share content through text, video, visually. You can basically put anything in an email and send it over and have it delivered quickly. Well, yeah, look at all the social networks out there. Like in order to even use a social network, you have to be 13 years old or whatever the threshold is in your country. And then you have to <laughs> use an email address to sign up. Exactly. And honestly, a lot of the times, you know, you get these social network communication platforms and people want to centralize all of their messaging. At least maybe this is just me. I don't want DM tweets, Instagram, Facebook messages, SMSs, all of these, and they're all over the place. I want something that is a centralized place that I can look for communication. I think that for most people, email fills that need. At least it's the primary way to centralize your communication Talk to me about some of the other channels that you see rising in terms of outreach or some of the other things that you think might affect the way that we use email moving forward. Do you think social media eventually takes some of the air out of the tires of email as a channel? I don't think so. There's Snapchat and there's Facebook Messenger. And I think generationally, certain demographics are attracted to using certain platforms more than others. But I think it's like you said, we always tend to sort of fall back on email because it's the easiest and the most centralized way to store all of your communications from different places. I do think of things like the Amazon Alexa app. You can say, hey, read me my shopping list and you can have it automatically send you an email for what's on your shopping list. Those types of things. As we get further ahead in machine learning and AI, I think that is going to help email evolve even further. And I don't know what's in store for all the other channels out there, but for me, it's a really exciting time for email. The funny thing is, as you're talking about email, and I made the point that email is centralized, right? It's the universal home of communication in a digital format. The other thing that's interesting to me that we're dancing around is that email is decentralized in the sense that Facebook in 20 years has to be around for Facebook Messenger to be a primary form of communication. There is no one company that runs email. So there is no one that is sitting here saying, boy, we have to figure out how to monetize email. It is just a form of communication that is out there. 
Obviously, there are ESPs and other people like SparkPost that their businesses are centralized around email, but there is no one universal company that manages all of the messaging flow. So I think that decentralization of who is the owner of the format of communication has allowed email to live a long life. And that's something that, you know, AOL Instant Messenger doesn't exist anymore. ICQ, I'm not even sure if that exists. Those were instant messenger clients when I was in college. The companies that were running those businesses either decided not to fund that form of communication or went out of business. I think that whether it's centralization or decentralization, the other thing that we really need to be cognizant of is people's privacy. That's why we're seeing all the GDPR stuff that's come out. There's another amendment to that. All these things, protecting people's data so that you can deliver better messaging to customers, regardless of which way that you do it, is extremely important. And email is at the forefront of that. Nobody's regulating social media just yet, but we're starting to go down that path. Definitely. Maybe something that's necessary at this point. Talk to me about how you see the growth of email marketing as GDPR and the regulations around the use of customer data are increasing and people start to take notice of privacy related topics through digital communication. Do you see it being harder to send emails and that affects the volume or how people are sending them? Or do you think that this is just the way to do it the right way and people are going to feel more comfortable sending emails and receiving them? I think it really keeps a marketer on their toes. We're really saying, hey, people need to be opted in to receive receive your email. Spam is no longer going to be accepted. People are having rules and boundaries. I mean, we are in a society now where it's like information overload, right? So you're getting not only messages in different formats delivered to you many times a day by different people, but it does give the end user a little bit more control as to what they want to receive. And I think that's a good thing because on the other side of the coin is the marketer. You don't want to waste your time sending email to somebody who doesn't want to receive it. It's a waste of time, money, and resources. So it would be much better if the recipient says, hey, you know what? I'm not interested in this type of mail. I don't want to receive it or I didn't opt into that. Then great. Let's not send you that if you don't want to receive it because an email is not any good if it isn't engaged with. I think the days of the batch and blast and the spray and pray are becoming fewer and fewer. And whether it's regulation or whether it's the use of technology that helps us do a better job targeting people's email campaigns over time are going to get more and more sophisticated and hopefully more targeted and more relevant. And mostly for SparkPost and some of the other people that are working in email, hopefully that makes the channel more profitable. Well, I think it's going to be more fun too, right? Because now you see some retailers doing this right now. And that's where I've seen it used the most. But interactive email is going to be super cool. It allows people to interact with your brand right inside the inbox and never have to leave. So I've seen this with retail sites for clothing. I interact with the email. I can browse the catalog right in my email. I never have to go out to the web or click a link that takes me out to the web or to their website and then, you know, have to suffer through the loading experience of that. And I think that as Google AMP gets released later this year and other companies start to do that, I think it's going to be super cool experience for the end user because it'll be interactive. It'll be engaging, highly engaging. And if you're already personalizing and sending them what they want, it's going to be awesome. So I look forward to that. I think that the interactive nature of email is definitely something that's a trend that's coming. Are there any other things that you see rolling down the pike that marketers should know about in terms of 
I guess the near future of email or things that they should be thinking about that are a little bit more sophisticated, maybe adoption of AI, machine learning? I think the adoption of AI and machine learning is going to be a little slow at first, but I do think it will come. There's just a lot of complexity on implementing it and managing it. But I do think that we won't see it like in the next couple of years, but give it some time and I think we'll perfect it. The one thing that I see that is a potential game changer and that actually could affect email and make it uh, less of a go-to form of communication is the rise of some of the voice search technologies. And I guess I'll couple SMS in with this as well, where I don't necessarily know if I see people going to Siri, Alexa, Google saying, hey, send this person an email. I think that as the rise of voice search happens, that people are potentially going to be saying, send my wife a message. And that happens through SMS. Do you see voice search or some of the home IoT services affecting the usage and adoption of email? I do. I think when we think about voice-based interaction with anything, it's come a long way, right? In the past five years, even just to be able to understand voice recognition and what you're asking for. And it still has a long way to go to perfect that. But I think it gets us away from using the screen, right? You can drive down the road and like you said, you can say, hey, Siri, send my wife a text and you tell her what to say. But I think that because of that, the email copy that marketers write really needs to work just as well, whether you are reading it with your eyes or you're having it read to you from an app or a voice automation system. So I think that it still needs to be on your game in terms of what you're putting in there. Absolutely. I think that in general, the rise of voice search and the increased importance of audio, I'm biased, I'm a podcaster, but I think that audio is a channel that is underutilized right now. And as that happens, I think that people are going to consume much more content, whether that's delivered in SMS, text, whether it's blog posts, whether it's podcasts, whatever it is. I think that content consumption is going to increase. So with that, I think that you'll see more volume across all of these different channels, whether the social media apps turn into communication platforms and whether that takes away some share for email as a communication platform. I don't know if I necessarily see that. It's going to be a generation or two before email isn't really relevant because I think messaging needs to be centralized for it to be adopted over the long haul. But again, like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, this is all conjecture and speculation. So Tracy, thank you so much for being our sponsor, for supporting the show, and for coming on and sharing some of your knowledge and wisdom about email as a channel and how you use it as well. Appreciate you helping support us. This is great. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Okay, that wraps up Email Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Tracy Sistilli from SparkPost for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Tracy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send her a tweet where her handle is Tracy Sestilli, T-R-A-C-Y-S-E-S-T-I-L-I, or you can visit her company website and our sponsor's website at sparkpost.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you could submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. 
And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we've got some great episodes lined up for the next few weeks. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back with you next week. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks again to Tracy for joining us for email week. And until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.